1: They hand it to Steven, great jump cut, 45 seconds. he a hole, burst he's through it. 20, that's a tackle, runs left, 25, still in his feet, 46-yard goal by number 39. Running back,
3: number 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker,
2: a high school quarterback, he's a throw, the fake is on, he's got a first down to Stephen bailey Mike Jones needs the tackle, and the Rams
1: have won the Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Talk Radio with Derek Apollo and Michael Stewart.
4: Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek Apollo with our Houston, Texas Los Angeles Rams preview. The Rams are on the road this week. That's right, all the way down in Houston, Texas. Our guest today will be Houston Sports Talks Robert Land, who will take a look at the Texans for us, give us the lowdown on where they are, and just a hint. It's not looking good. Not looking good at all, just to be honest. That said, there are lots of good stuff coming out today. Injury reports out as well. Let's take a real quick look at that before we get with Robert. For the Texans right now, Justin Britt, limited. Mark Ingram, they just traded for the guy. Christian Kirksey, limited. Justin McCray limited. Deshaun Watson's not interrelated. He's out. Brandon Cooks, not on the list today. Rex Burkhead, limited. Khalil Johnson, limited. Farrell Brown, limited. It's looking an awful lot like they'll have a quarterback back this weekend, but it's not. It's not Deshaun Watson. We'll talk with Robert about that. For the Rams, a little more difficult. Right now, Andrew Whitworth, knee injury, did not play. Jordan Fuller, knee, did not play. Robert Rochelle, knee, did not play. Sebastian Joseph Day, knee, char chest, did not play. Terrell Lewis, ribs, did not play. Now, Aaron Donald, fool. Jalen Ramsey, illness, did not play today. So, those are some big names. Now, I don't know if it's just extra rest because he's injured. just trying to get him ready for the weekend. I mean, these guys are all veterans, especially Sebastian Joseph Day, Andrew, Andrew, Whit- Andrew Whitworth. Rochelle's a rookie, but he's played the game over a long time. I, I just don't see that, you know, I, I, some, some of these at least... We'll find out. We'll find out. We can get some lowdowns and head into Sunday morning and Sunday afternoon as to how this game's going to go. But it's still the Texans right now. And the Texans are not in a good place. We'll find out again in terms of what Robert has to say. Before we get over to Robert, I want to ask you to go to Apple Music. We'd really appreciate a five star review. That'd be good stuff. I promise. Good stuff. Um, also, don't forget to subscribe to us anywhere you use to podcast. We're on. Apple Music.
2: We are all over the place. From Pandora to good old fashion. Good old fashion iTunes. So, which is, I guess, Apple Music. I had a senior moment there. Don't mind me. It's late in the week. All right, without further ado, let's bring Robert in.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate
2: All right, folks, here's Robert Land from Houston Sports
4: Talk. He's got a lot going on right now because his Astros are in the World Series. That's always good stuff for his side. Now, in the meantime, talking Texans, that's a different story, but he might be getting the Rams at a good time. Let's find out. Robert, how you doing?
3: I'm doing good. And, yeah, that, that is the story here in Houston, the Astros. Uh, the, the Texans, uh, not so much, not so much.
4: Not so much because, I mean, we talked preseason and it wasn't looking good. And now just this past week, we start seeing the Deshaun Watson rumors going around again. I mean, what's going on with the Texans right now?
3: What's going on is what we expected. The Texans have zero talent. They have a head coach that nobody was really after that feels like he's been over his head with trying to do something with this team. But honestly, I don't know if anybody could do anything because the talent's just not there offensively defensively and then the one bright spot was Tyrod Taylor who was looking good the first game and a half and then he goes down with an injury Davis Mills comes in and you know Davis Mills as a quarterback right now looks like a backup in the NFL uh, potentially and, and maybe he's a back end of the league starter but we're not really seeing anything that screams that this guy is a uh, future top 10 top 15 what you build your team around he's he's a placeholder really at this point and uh tyrod taylor much the same but much more talented and you know you can win games with tyrod taylor i i just don't know if you can win games with davis knows but they, they got a lot more problems than this we, we can get into all that for sure so well first things first: Is tyrod playing right now as you and i are speaking we don't know yet they are going to come up with a decision on Friday. Uh, I I, I am willing to be wrong on this one, but I I think if he's practicing, which it sounds like he is, then he should be playing. And what David Cully has said since the injury is that Tyrod Taylor is the starter as soon as he gets back. He made no bones about it. Uh, He said he earned the job. He's not going to take a job away from a quarterback because of an injury. And Tyrod Taylor was his guy to start the season. And, Of course, you know, at this point, if you want to win games, which I don't know if the Texans do want to win games this year, but if you want to win games, I would say
4: Tyrod Taylor is the guy to go to. I mean, I guess it's a key question. Do they want to win games? They've been trading people left and right. I mean, you just shipped out Mark Ingram, right? No? What's the deal? Mark
3: Ingram is gone, and I was wondering what Casario was going to do. He – has not impressed me at all as a general manager. He made a lot of moves over the last few months for getting guys that are just stopgap guys that all he got back in, or all he did was give away late-round draft choices, and the Texans need all the draft choices that you can get. They need cheap talent. They, they were left with a a terrible cap situation, thanks to you-know-who, if you follow the Texans, the the, the guy that uh everybody hates Bill O'Brien and and they've also been left with a roster that's deplete of any young talent anybody that you're excited about that's a draft pick or barely anybody and they they made some draft picks uh in the in this past draft but one of those was Davis Mills and I, I don't know if he's a starter and why you're wasting a third round pick on a guy that's not a starter Nico Collins wide receiver second round they they traded picks to get up to draft Nico Collins and I'm just not a fan. I don't know what you think. I'm not a fan of trading uh, draft choices to move up when you're a team in rebuild mode and you need all of the shots at the lottery that you can get. I, you, the, the, the the numbers say that you just get as many draft choices as you can, as opposed to, okay, I'm going to move up a few spots or I'm going to move up a little bit and around, especially if you're in a rebuild mode, if you, if there's the one guy that. You've got left, Derek, that that's the guy that's going to put us over the top. Then it makes some sense, you know, if it's an impact player. But the Texans aren't in that situation. So, yeah, Casario, it, it should be interesting to see what he does because he can get some of those late-round picks back if he trades some of the veterans that they, they have available that I, I guess might have some interest around
4: the NFL. So what's that really do for guys like Brandon Cooks? We saw Brandon Cooks' response on... Well, I mean, on Twitter, and it wasn't exactly a a nice response. He's regarded, at least in some NFL circles, as a leader in the locker room. You would know better than I would, though. What about guys like Brandon Cooks?
3: Brandon Cooks is the leader. He called out the whole team, basically saying that they're not accountable. And and there was a shot, I think, at the team, maybe the organization, maybe the head coach uh, just a couple of weeks ago. So Brandon Cooks. Uh, is the de facto leader because he's the best player. He's the most consistent player on this team at this moment until Tyrod comes back. And again, that's going to be potentially soon. But um, Tyrod Taylor and Brandon Cooks, you know, they they had a good connection. But yeah, Brandon Cooks, if I'm the Texans, I'm looking for somewhere to trade him. I'm looking for anybody on the Texans right now that's not a recent draft choice. I'm looking to trade that person and I'm trying to get as many draft picks as, as you can because this team's going nowhere fast and they're a terrible team and they're getting crushed. They're getting beat to death on both sides of the ball. The offensive line stinks. Uh, part of that is at the moment they, they don't have Laramie Tunsil. He's out. They also lost their starting right tackle, but they weren't looking good before that. They got no talent on on offense as far as, Besides Brandon Cooks, there's, there's nobody that you're really all that excited about. And on defense, there's no impact defensive players, and the secondary is terrible. Um, so that's where you are right now.
4: Now, when you're looking at this weekend, though, you're getting a Rams team that's, for the first time this year, really beat up. When we're looking at the injured list right now. The Rams are, are missing several key guys. Starting you know, at the top right now, we're waiting on the word with Andrew Whitworth, our our left tackle, Jordan Fuller, our starting safety, Sebastian Joseph Dade, starting defensive tackle, Terrell Lewis rotating on the start for linebacker. We just traded away, which we're still kind of wondering what's going on with that we just traded away our starting linebacker, our starting inside linebacker, Aaron Donald was it says rest for him, but his knee was aching this week, and Jalen Ramsey who did not play today with uh, with an illness. So this is actually the most banged up the Rams have been all this year. But even all that in mind, is there any reason to worry?
3: I don't think there's any reason to worry unless Tyrod comes back and he looks 100% and all of a sudden he can turn around this offense. The defense has been bad, but part of the problem has been the fact that not just that they don't have a lot of talent, but they're on the field all the time. I mean, The offense can't get anything going. Uh, the, it's just bad. They've been terrible, and the defense has got to be out there a lot, and they get worn down in the second half. Uh, the, they've been outscored, I think, since Davis Mills has played. They've been outscored a, a hundred and two to ten, or something like that, in the second half. Uh, the, it's bad, and you know maybe Tyrod can put a little bit of a, a thumb in the dam or something like that. But you know the Texans are still. According to Vegas, they're still 14-and-a-half-point underdogs, and they've been especially bad on the road this year. Of course, uh, the the first road game that Tyrod played in, he gets hurt in the first after the first half and doesn't play in the second half, and they were in the game against the Browns. Uh, thanks a lot to t- Tyrod. So, yeah, I, that would be my only concern, is if if Tyrod's playing and he, and he looks 100%, maybe he can get it going a little bit, but the offensive line's got a lot worse since he got hurt. So I don't know what he's going to have as far as protection is concerned. Um, that's part of the issue, too, is, you know, Davis Mills wasn't getting any help. His offensive line wasn't good at run blocking and they were bad at pass blocking. It was all the way around just a terrible job by the Texans offensive line. You know, part of it is, I think, talent. I I, I don't know if the offensive line coaching is all that good, but these guys have never played together. A lot of them, are, they, they shouldn't even be on an NFL team. I mean, that, that's the problem is um, the Texans just, again, I keep saying it over and over again, no talent. You know. Thank you to Bill O'Brien and Brian Gain and all these uh, GMs that the Texans have run through in the past three or four years that just
2: haven't got the job done in the draft and, and just left them with basically nothing. So all that in mind, what happened? This was a this was a franchise that competed
4: for the playoffs seemingly almost every year. I mean, they were kind of hard luck, struggled to, you know, to win that big one, to get back you know get to a Super Bowl, but they were competitive. Now all of a sudden, it's almost like they're an expansion team, and worse actually because with an expansion team you get all the high draft picks right away to at least try, start building your team. That's not what I'm getting from you. So, I mean, mean, what happened?
3: Well, what happened is pretty simple. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins got traded for a bag of beans. He's the best wide receiver in the NFL. Your quarterback that was able to carry this team with not all that much talent at times outside of DeAndre Hopkins. uh, He is not playing anymore. You know, we know that story. And then Bill O'Brien just, you know, he tore it up. He traded guys that were uh halfway decent, like you know, like he just didn't care. And then he trades away a ton of draft picks, so you get none of those. And you know, they, they just haven't drafted well. You know, it didn't help that JJ Watt got old. Uh, you know, we know what's going on with him. He he's looks like he's out for the year with the Cardinals. And um so yeah, you, you got no JJ Watt and DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson and those guys we're in a lot of ways carrying this team, you know, over the last few years uh, to where they were, and it's it's a terrible division to begin with. So you you are getting these playoff appearances thanks to the fact that Jacksonville is a disaster, uh, the Titans not so good, although they've looked good the last two or three years, and then uh, you got the Colts that have you know been off and on since you know they just haven't got it together since Andrew Luck. You know that that's a big issue for them as quarterback, and you know Andrew Luck was hurt. Here and there, so yeah, it's a bad division. So they were they were getting in the playoffs, but usually it was nine and seven records. It wasn't like they were eleven and five or twelve and four. They had that twelve and four season uh, a, a few years ago, but it was made on the back of really a terrible schedule. They beat up on a lot of teams that had bad quarterbacks or injured quarterbacks, and so they got to twelve and four there. But we could see it all unraveling, and in, in Houston, you knew what was happening because. We knew Deshaun Watson was kind of carrying things along with DeAndre and, and you know it, there just wasn't a lot of talent elsewhere. And if you got a great quarterback, I mean,
4: we know it in this league, it covers up a lot of faults. I mean, that's what Peyton Manning did in Indianapolis for so long. They were able to cover up so many issues in Indy because of Peyton Manning, and then once Peyton Manning was gone, everything got exposed. And yeah, I think we saw that we're seeing that now with Houston, but Houston to me is, is even worse. I mean, I'm just looking at a franchise that, I mean, there was a time I thought, man, there's Houston's eventually going to win a Super Bowl. That's, I, I thought, you know, early on here, matter of fact, the last time the Rams were playing the Texans, I remember interview, I forget who we interviewed for, but my, my after watching that game, my this is 2017, I thought, you know what, the Texans aren't far. They get a, get a draft right, and tech, the Texans are going to be top of the of conference, and now Four years later, we're looking at a Texas team that really is, you know, this is Detroit Lions level stuff right here. And I'm They're the worst of,
3: franchise in the NFL, and Deshaun Watson um, was covering up a lot. And, and we also in Houston never thought that they were going to a Super Bowl with Bill O'Brien. Unfortunately, Bill O'Brien just, you know, wrested control of the franchise away from Cal McNair. You know, Bob McNair died, the, the, the Texans owner. And that's the real story that I, I don't think people around the NFL understand is once Bob died, he gave it to his son, Cal McNair. Cal McNair is basically running the team. Cal McNair, not a smart guy. He doesn't know what he's doing. He He's one of those silver spoon owners that just he's been given everything. And, you know, he decided to basically hand the franchise over not only to Bill O'Brien, but quietly, you know, the stories have been out there, but he handed it over to Jack Easterby to some. You know, basically, he was a minister, preacher, with the, the 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 Chiefs and the Patriots, and and all of a sudden he's running the Texans. Him and Bill O'Brien became buddy buddy, and Jack Easterby was just stabbing people in the back to the point where they finally gave it over to Bill O'Brien. But Jack Easterby was making a lot of those moves. They became partners in crime, and Easterby was the one that hired Casario because he knew him in New England, but. I mean, you know this, Derek, look, the Patriots have not drafted well in the last decade. And a lot of that's on the back of Nick Casario. He he was in charge. I mean, yeah, Belichick, Belichick's got to take some of the blame there. But, you know, Casario was the guy. He was the player personnel guy with the Patriots. And, and it wasn't good um, outside of Tom Brady just carrying him. And, and again, you get a great quarterback and it, it covers mm-hmm. up a lot of faults. And that's what he did over the years. And and basically, Jack Easterby brings in this Patriots guy that was his buddy, and they have the same agent, so that's part of the deal. Um, they they were friends through that, and you know, I guess, uh, you know, Easterby says, "Oh, I can get you the job, Casario. I'm I'm going to get in over here, and I'm going to get you know get you away from Bill Belichick." And I I just think nobody understood around the NFL that Casario wasn't doing that great of a job, and once Brady's gone, you realize. It was built on a paper house in a lot of ways. I mean Belichick can do some things obviously scheme wise but they're not that good without Belichick without uh, Brady over there
4: that's the amazing thing that's another great example of of once you lose that quarterback but you know even in brady 's last couple of years I remember in the the week of the Super Bowl, and I talked to a Patriots guy um. Matt Chatham. And he was ta- he was telling me you know, all these things about Brady. And I'm sitting there going, I mean, what are you are we talking about? Brady looks like he's forty-five. He looks his age out there. He looks slow. He's, his reaction speed is slow. And he said, no, it's not Brady is just as good as he's always been. And he insisted on this. And he kind of offhand hinted that there's other things. And then sure enough, he realized, okay, look at the look at the roster. And they had trade-away hooks to, to the Rams. They had they had really hadn't drafted well anywhere else. Any, anybody they brought in was via trader free agent, and they were already gone usually. So you realize, you know, the Patriots did a lot of maneuvering around the draft and didn't have a whole lot to show for it. And then a moment, Tom Brady's gone. He's excelling in
2: Tampa Bay like he's 25 years old. And look at the struggles in New England. Not even Bill Belichick can fix it. Yeah,
3: it's it's such a mess here, and Cal McNair is not going away as the owner. He was uh, in a little bit of hot water just in the last week or so because a story came out that uh, he told a, I guess it was just people at a golf course locally here. There was a crowd, and he made a speech or something where he, you know, called it the China virus, COVID. And so, you know, he had to back off on, you know, that that was an issue. Um, so, yeah, he's, you know, he's a mess. I mean, he's incompetent in just about every way that you can imagine. And, and that's not going to change. I mean, they're not giving up the Texans and nobody's going to the game. I mean, the season tickets have all gone away with the Texans. Nobody is interested in going to the games. The stadium is, you know, fairly empty uh, right now. And this was a franchise that for years, it was like sellouts were guaranteed. They were a lock cinch, even through the struggles, even through the early. uh, Of course, the early years, you you get some automatic season ticket holders um, to buy in. And when you get that franchise, but, you know, after the first two or three years, you figure some fall off. But no, it, it continued. And the Texans weren't good until 2011, 12, 13. That's when. It, it finally happened, but that was eight years of struggle. And even with all that, people were coming there. People were still excited, wearing their Texans gear and doing all that sort of stuff. Uh, this is a football state. It's a it's a it can be a football city at, at, at times, but I think it's it's more the state that's football than than the city. Um, but yeah, it, it, there's just no interest in this franchise because. They don't see it going anywhere, and it's a disaster. And it's going to take years to fix what Bill O'Brien did in just two years—just throwing away draft picks. The Laramie Tunsil uh, trade, giving away two first-round picks for Laramie Tunsil, was just—it was terrible. He made that trade as though Laramie Tunsil was the difference between the the Texans going to the Super Bowl and not going to the Super Bowl. Two first rounds and a second-round pick for Laramie Tunsil. I mean, just anybody that knows anything about the NFL knows that everything that Bill O'Brien was doing was just awful it was awful. DeAndre Hopkins literally gave the guy away a second round pick for the best wide receiver in the NFL and then they got a terrible contract also they got a they got david johnson's awful contract who's still on the roster somehow still there. I, nobody understands that why is he still on the roster he's not good uh you know he's a third down back that they're paying way overpaying to be a third down
4: back right now when you look at this franchise, and you mentioned the rat, the once rabid fan base. Is there any public pressure building against the organization for them to do something like sell? I don't know if you can
3: have that public pressure to sell. There's no way to do that. How do you get an owner to sell? Daniel Snyder's still there. I mean, that guy, if anybody should be gone, it should be Daniel Snyder. Uh, he has screwed it up left, right, and center. And he is still, you know, still owns, uh, a a team in Washington is it's, it's, it's nuts. And that's the NFL. You, you own the team. You can screw it up practically any way you want to somehow Jerry Richardson got forced out, but he was old. And I, I think the NFL sense that like, Oh, we kick him out. I mean, he's in his eighties. It doesn't matter. But you know, Cal McNair is not going anywhere. He's relatively young guy. By NFL owner standards, so no, it, it's it's it, nothing's going to happen. And, and Cal McNair is tone deaf; he doesn't understand. He thinks everything is great. You know, I think he just has, you know, yes people around him, and he lives in his own little fantasy world. And no, it's it's it, it's not changing. Um, I don't know what what happens first. Whether the league starts to say, hey, maybe we should help you a little bit run this franchise a little bit better, uh, but you know, they, they're, they're probably happy because they see Casario as a Patriots guy. Well, he's a Patriots guy. He knows what he's doing. But, I, you know, I, I don't see it right now. I don't see him knowing what he's doing. I mean, he looks like much more of a real general manager after you had Bill O'Brien the last couple of years. But that's not saying much.
4: I mean, if you look at the Patriots assistants that have gone on to be head coaches, Romero Cornell wasn't successful. Joshua Daniel. Was not successful going back to the Patriots. Charlie was it? Charlie Wise was Charlie. Charlie Wise.
2: Yeah, wasn't successful.
4: I mean, the Bill Belichick tree isn't exactly uh, one to be proud of. Bill O'Brien, shoot, Bill
2: O'Brien was part of that tree. Why go back to that tree? That doesn't make sense to me. Where doesn't nothing
3: make sense makes sense with the Texans because they got Cal McNair running the franchise right now. And, you know, Bob McNair wasn't doing a, a hell of a lot better job. But, you know, I think Bob McNair was a little bit more connected to the NFL. I, I feel like he understood the NFL game a little bit better. I don't know if Cal McNair even watches football. You get the sense that he doesn't. Uh, Bob McNair would have press conferences, post, post-game press conferences like little, you know, it'd be right outside the locker room. I was right in the middle of all that. And he would do that typically, um, after home games and, you know, he would give his thoughts on where the team was and you felt like he understood what was going on. He had a really good relationship with Jerry Jones. They had known each other for a long time. So Cal McNair, at least I thought had a little bit of an understanding of the NFL. You know, there was a lot of stuff that was not good with Bob McNair, but you know his son just he's they called him tommy boy the the, the people inside <laughs> the organization he was known as Tommy Boy amongst the uh amongst the the people that worked for the texans from from what i have heard and what I understand uh for the last several years before he was the owner before
2: he was the owner that was
3: his nickname
2: wow. I got no words for that, Robert. I have no, I have no words for that.
4: Actually, call on Tommy Boy. All right. Well, all that in mind, you you, you have. I I will. Let me give you. I'll, I'll. I'll give you a little bit of
3: game stuff since we've got you know off track on what the Texans are. the The guys to look out for on defense, if you're the Rams, Jonathan Grenard has looked good. He's a young player that has potential which is a, a very rare thing with the Texans but he's come up with some sacks and good good job rushing the passer really good week last week and he's in his second year and he's he's developing high high pick in the draft and uh Amenhu who's a, was a fifth round pick out of UT who's looked pretty good um this year when he's been allowed to play he's one of their best players but for whatever reason they say he's not practicing well so They've made him inactive for a couple of weeks, but he was back playing this past week. So I assume he's going to be playing again this week. But who knows with the Texans? You have no idea what's going on with this organization. The, the one thing that I, I will say is that Levy Smith is doing about as good a job with this defense as you can do. I mean, there's just nothing there. And he's done a pretty good job with them. And, and last year, under Anthony Weaver, it was a total... Does Anthony Weaver did not know what he was doing as a defensive coordinator, at least Levy Smith? You know, he's got the cred, you know, been to Super Bowls. And, you know, that 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 guy is one of the few guys in the organization that I think really knows what he's doing. Tim Kelly as an offensive coordinator. He's not too bad. He's done a, a good job. He, he really looked good last year with the Sean. And it was the best Deshaun had looked since they they start, you know, since well, since he started in the organization. Um, the offense looked much better than it did with Bill O'Brien calling plays or Bill O'Brien pretending to give uh, the, the the playbook to other people. But we knew Bill O'Brien was still calling plays. So Tim Kelly, he's a real offensive coordinator. Um, I, If you give him some talent, I think he'll he'll be better. And he he looked good earlier in the year when Tyrod Taylor was the quarterback. So I I, I like Tim Kelly and I like Lovie Smith, David Culley, just. He's clueless, I think. You know, he's more more brought in for his positivity and his people skills and sort of the anti-Bill O'Brien, and they wanted maybe a yes guy. I, I, I don't know what they wanted, but uh, he is not a real head coach in the NFL as far as I'm concerned.
4: I mean, there was a reason why he'd never been a head coach until now,
3: right? Right, yeah. He's been he's, around the block a bit. He, he he was a position coach. That's That's what he was. He was never even a DC or OC. And, you know, there there are rare circumstances where something like that works out, but he wasn't on the lips or on the minds of anybody that was hiring, uh, you know, for a, for a head coach. He was not somebody that was in the running for any jobs. He was not somebody that was thought of as, oh, this guy is somebody that should be a head coach somewhere. And, you know, I, I just I just didn't understand that hiring and nobody in Houston understood the hiring and everybody was... Frustrated and ticked off like they were with everything that the Texans do uh, when he was hired. So,
4: last thing before we get out of here, what is the deal now with Deshaun Watson? Is he ever going to? Is there ever a chance he'll he'll wear the uniform again?
3: Oh, of course not! No, no, that's that's over with him. Mean, there's been rumors the last couple of weeks that he would be traded by the deadline. I think it's stupid to trade him by the deadline, but the Texans. Might do it because they're stupid, but you don't trade him at the deadline because as soon as he is traded, he's helping to make the draft picks that you just got for him worse. If he goes to Miami, Miami might be a quarterback away and they might start winning games. You know, I I, I can't stress enough how stupid it would be to trade him right now. You wait till after the season. You can do it the day after the season. That's fine. but. There's no way you should trade him right now. It just makes no sense. And it makes the capital that you get in return for him uh, not that good. And and that's all they've got. That's the real hope that they've got is a quick uh, for a quick rebuild is you get a bunch of draft picks. But, you know, my confidence is zilch because Casario is making those draft picks and he doesn't know what he's doing. So they can get all the draft picks and all the good draft picks that they want. But Casario. I know we'll screw them up because I don't think he knows player personnel whatsoever. Well, you're
4: looking at, you know, looking at him and not him, but uh, Deshaun
2: Watson, and if there wasn't a possibility, why all the rumors? Why the rumors of of, of him the, playing? Of a, he, the, of a trade?
3: Oh no, I no, I, I I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'm just saying it would be stupid if it did. No, I I, I believe the rumors could be true, but. It would be
4: stupid if they did it. That's my point. And now watch. Come Monday, you will see the trade report. <laughs>
2: oh,
3: it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, you know, that for sure. I mean, just uh, just get prepared, I guess. I mean, that's, you know, the thing is, uh, if it's done now, the good news for the Texans is nobody in Houston is paying it. Well, they're not paying attention to the Texans anyway, but they're especially not paying attention when the Astros are in the World Series. So th- if you're going to trade him right now uh I guess that's a good thing because you're you're not getting as much negative publicity as you would, and you know i don't know i don't think it at this point I don't think it matters. I don't think you can get people to care about the texans um they they, they need a new owner or they need this owner one thing that he could do is fire Jack easterby, who is still in the organization, who everybody still see as the the puppet master behind everything they think he basically tells Cal McNair what to do. And we have no reason not to. That's been every report that we have heard is that he was the reason Nick Casario uh, was hired. And that basically is the organization for you in a nutshell is this guy that has no football acumen experience background in anything outside of being a You know, a minister for the Chiefs and the Patriots. That's his background. He is running the organization. He is basically Joel Osteen running an NFL
2: organization. Wow. Man. (laughs) Okay, well, can you let folks know where to find your work? Hey,
4: you got stuff going on for the Astros too right now. So where can they find you?
3: Yeah, that's what you got to pay attention to if, if you're in Houston. And we're doing <laughs> Astros post-games quite a bit after the playoff games, uh, the last couple of World Series games. But we're, we're Houston Sports Talk. HoustonSportsTalk.net is the website. But uh, just look for the podcast on all your podcast apps, uh, Apple, Stitcher, uh, Google, anywhere, Spotify, anywhere you can find podcasts, you should be able
4: to find Houston Sports Talk. Awesome. Well, Robert, you're always my guy for Houston sports, so I'm glad you can make it tonight, and we'll talk to you again, hopefully, in the offseason with some better news.
3: Thanks for having me, Derek. Good okay. to talk to you.
4: All right. Take care. I want to thank uh, Robert Land for making the time for us. He's always full of interesting information, and that's the preview I got for you. I mean, there isn't a whole lot going on. Um, I'm still a little baffled at... Uh, this week's trade. Kind of wondering what's going on with that. I'm expecting a corresponding move by the trade deadline. Next week, I just can't imagine the Rams sitting there making room by restructuring deals and making trades, and and knowing that there's a death problem at linebacker in the secondary right now. Got injuries in the team. I'm a little baffled at uh, what we've seen, but you know, we'll see how everything works out. We'll be back. Be- we'll be back for the post game. All right. Follow us on Twitter at DC Apollo. Talk Ranch to the overall site. We'll see you Sunday. I hope you all enjoyed that interesting preview. Man, Robert was lit.
2: He was on fire about the, type, about the Texans. We'll see you later. Have a good one.